Welcome back to the show, everybody. I have a very special guest today, and I was on his show a couple months ago. This is Nick Hale, all the way down from the other down under, if you will, from South Africa. Nick Hale Entertainment. He's an actor, filmmaker. He hosts a tremendous podcast called Enter the Muse. Find that at any podcasting streaming site that you can find. Recently won Best African Actor at the Continental Film Awards and has a new single that he's going to be coming on. His artist name is Nick Hale as well. The single just dropped. It's called Anime Girl. And he has a second single coming out in the coming weeks called Karma Season. We will be playing Anime Girl at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. Without further ado, Nick, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great, Matt. Thanks for having me. Well, I love that intro, by the way. Yeah, dude. Well, hey, it's like it's easy to to champion you. You got a lot going on, man. Congrats on that award. That is crazy business. When did you find out about this? And uh, yeah, just just give us a little background on getting best African actor at the Continental Film Awards. That's amazing. Yeah, sure. So uh, back in 2019, I was still in film school. And um, I decided to put out, um, so I was studying film and everything. So, but my original passion was acting. So during that year, my first year in film school, I took a break from being in front of the camera and focused more on being behind the camera, doing all editing, directing, all of that. But um, so my, nin- my initial plan was to direct a different short film uh, I'll just be directing it with a bunch of actors and things, but that didn't uh, didn't end up going the way I was planned it to be because in film there's like a whole bunch of stuff that if one thing is missing the whole project can fall apart and that's basically what happened. So a funny story was that um, I was working on set one day and it was after like a rough day and things. And I decided to go watch the Joker uh, afterwards. So I went to watch the Joker and <laughs> there's a problem with the um, cards and shit. So uh, I'm swap- I lent my sister my card and she has like kids. So um, what happened was J- Joker was R rated. So I had my sister's card and they didn't want me to go watch it because of the card. And I just got like, I just got like really pissed that time. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to make my own Joker movie. So what I did was I went home and then I ended up writing a script, writing ideas and shit. And anyway, I ended up coming up with this storyline of a guy who's like an ex-soldier who's driven to the point of insanity due to society around him. And he reaches his breaking point. Uh, so what I did, I got two of my friends who are actors who were supposed to act in the other short form, uh, and I got them to act in it as well. And it was really low budget. Uh, in here, our currency is rands in South Africa. So I think it was like under 100 rands, and that's like really little. <laughs> I call it peasant-style filmmaking, okay? <laughs> so what peasant-style filmmaking is, is using like the most effective techniques um, like storylines and camera angles and things while keeping the story simple but making it still have that impact like a normal movie would. Mm. So I ended up playing the main character, the bad guy. 
And this was in 2019. So after that happened, uh, I put it out, I sent it to film festivals and things. And since then, uh, it's been showcased in, I think, about every continent in the world in the last year. And it was accepted into uh, another film festival called Accord Film Fest. And through Accord Film Fest, they choose. Um, so if you're a finalist for Accord Film Fest, you get to be selected to a different um, film festival called the Continental Film Awards. And um, so I was chosen as Best African Actor. I didn't know if I was going to win, but I just put myself out there and I ended up winning. And that was like a huge payoff because when I started off, it was about like six years ago, like my initial journey into the film world or any artistic realm was actually um, through acting. So through acting, I got into script writing and then directing and then everything else. So it was a huge payoff for me to actually receive that award. Dude. That's and what a crazy story too! Just uh, how that uh, you know all came about. So congrats! And it, that was this was actually it. like, not only did you get best actor, you got it, this is from a self-produced, low-budget movie that came out of this uh, came out of nowhere. Basically, it just came out of your own head from a you know a situation that happened in your life, and look at what happened from it. So, dude, that's super inspiring. Like, congrats again on that. It's amazing. So cool. So, um, yeah, just thank a- you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I had to look at it back that, uh, uh, yeah, when going back that time, I never expected it to go this far. Like I just wanted to make a film. I don't know if it was actually movies. I thought it would just be like, I thought people would like actually like criticize a movie for being like controversial and things, but it actually got the opposite response, which was cool. Super cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. What do you, uh, when you're talking about like all the different, uh, so you're into like script writing, you're into, you know, cinematography, directing, film editing and acting. Is there one that you prefer or do you kind are you kind of glad that you know how to do all of them? Is it, is it something that's like you, the full picture or if you could choose one or the other, you would, it's, yeah, or is, do you have like a preference out of, uh, you know, expressing yourself in a certain way? Well, I'm glad that I know everything, so I'm able to get like a job in any field of of uh, film. But uh, if I had to choose one specific one, I'd say acting. Like okay. acting is like the most purest form of art because that's just it comes to you and you express it. Like with painting, it's like you have an idea, you visualize it and things, and then you still have to get the tools and stuff and put it onto. Uh, a canvas and then paint it but with like acting is just expressing whatever emotions you're feeling or what emotions your character is feeling so I'll choose acting if I had to pick one and I think it's probably the easiest or like maybe not the yeah it is the easiest but maybe not the most like there's a lot of hard work that goes into acting that people don't see as well. Oh, for sure. Like for me, I've, I was, always, I don't know, I've always had like this, like inhibitions about acting. Like I always felt like, um, 
I know what you mean though. It's a, it's a cool take on it. I've never heard somebody explain it like that, where it's just, it's almost like you, you feel it. It's like an intuition that you kind of feel and follow and you express yourself in that way. But I've always had this like mental block. I think a lot of people do. And that's, you know, everybody says, Oh, I can't be an actor. I could never do that. So you've never really had that before, eh? where you kind of, you don't have those inhibitions about it. Like you've always been comfortable expressing yourself like that. Well, not really. Like I'm an introvert myself, but mm. I think everyone is an actor in some way or another. Cause like if you're telling a story or let's say, I don't want to say you lie to someone, but if you like, if you like exaggerate or something or even yeah. lie, you in a way acting. So everyone is in a way an actor. Sure. That's actually, yeah, no, that's, it's a good point. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. That's pretty neat. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. So yeah, Nick Hale entertainment and the podcast is going strong. Enter the muse. Definitely enjoyed being on there. You've had some, uh, some pretty killer guests on there too. Uh, just to quickly, uh, give a, give a little, uh, you know, uh, little moment for your podcast there too. How's everything with enter the Shout muse? Out. Yeah, dude, for sure. How's, uh, how's oh, everything going? It's going. It's going great, actually. Um, I just completed the second season. I still need to drop the final episode. Uh, but I'm taking a break from Into the Muse for about, I think maybe I'll start it again after February because I want to concentrate more on music mm. for the next three months. Cool. So, yeah, I want to focus on that and then get back to the podcast later next year. After that, well, what a what a perfect time to pivot into. Uh, let's talking about your music. One of the reasons, uh, one of the main reasons we want to have you on the show today. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, you know the music that you're working on, how it's come about, who are you collaborating with, or is it self produced? So, tell us a little bit about this first single, Anime Girl. Yeah, this single is actually like years in the making. Like, I w I've like always been interested in like music i've loved listening to music since i was a kid like and different genres like most people who like make hip-hop only listen to hip-hop but yeah. i get inspired by like reggae rock every single genre and like i try to put a fusion but like the music that i've released so far is just um kind of like part like so my first single anime girl um was like i wanted to get like you know that like club feel yeah that um because um today in fact is actually the nine month anniversary since my brother passed away oh man sorry to hear that yeah so my brother passed away uh like, like I was just focused because he was missing for chat and uh, there's like a lot of stuff going on and things. So one of like the day before we found out about my brother, uh, he was missing for two weeks. So mm. I made a song called dog park days uh, because um, growing up, there was a park opposite our school where like people used to take all their dogs over there. And like, there's a lot of memories during that period and stuff. So the song was actually called Dog Park Days. And uh, I spoke to you about this actually a bit uh, on my podcast on Into the Muse, where I said that um, this producer from Germany sent me some beats and I was freestyling over them. 
And um, I ended up coming with like eight tracks, just freestyling. It was during that period. Yeah. So that, yeah. So that music is was all like coherent, but like the vibe to that was much more sad and um, had like a melancholy feeling to it. And so I wanted my first single to be kind of hyped up. So uh, I dropped Anime Girl and that's like the ultimate club feeling song, I think. Nice. <laughs> uh, my, yeah. My next song that I'm dropping next week is called Warm Up Season. Uh, well, it's actually a warm up season, but it's called Karma Season. So um, what I made, I made it as if uh, I'm dropping two songs every month. I wish I could drop more because I have a whole lot of more songs that I've made. But I know you must know this. Music is expensive to make, man. Right. Yeah. Like just to produce it, to get it released, get a, because I'm doing it off digital platforms, uh, CD Baby. Yeah. And you have to pay for the beats, for mixing, mastering, all of that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could drop more, but because of that, I'm limited to two songs a month. So for the next three months, I want to drop two singles. And then February, on the 20th of February, the day that my brother passed away, mm. I want to drop Dog Park Days, which will be an EP, which has all that music that I made during that time. Oh, cool, man. I love I love it. February 20th, so 2022. Okay, well, I... You, Mark, we'll mark it on the calendar. We'll have you back on the show. I want to. I want to hear about uh, how how everything kind of came t- came together for that. If you want to come back on in February, I'd love to have you back. Awesome. On. Yeah. Sure. Rad. Super cool sure. story. Obviously, so, really. Uh, you know, sorry to hear about your brother there. How, were you guys quite close, uh, or were you sort of the, uh, you know, the brothers? Yeah. Fight? Yeah. You guys were close, eh? <laughs> yeah, we are very close. Like growing up because he was like way older than me mm. so he'd be always be there to like look after me and things and yeah we were like really tight man that is rough that's super rough well that's that's, that's great that you can do you know essentially a tribute to him right a live you know it's a and i'm sure that's in the back of your mind i do remember us discussing and and we can get into that as well about the creative process you really like that idea of that flow, right. Where it's just like, and sometimes when it comes out the first time there's like that magic and it's, it might be more refined the next time, but like the magic of that initial, you know, the inception of something, man, there's just something about that first time that it comes out of you, right. That you can never recreate. I do remember that conversation now that you mentioned it. So how was it for this? As far as the production, where in the sort of that gray area between like super refined and that sort of improv spark that you get where is your performance kind of uh you know falling into place there for you so anime girl um there's this producer called tantu uh i love his beats he makes like the best beats shout out to him he's like a producer from the netherlands Mm. yeah uh he so like i've been listening to his beats for years and stuff and um the track that he put out was it was called Hallelujah, and I heard that I'm like shit. This this beat hits. <laughs> I'm like this beat hits. I have to make a song with this beat. So for Anime Girl, I wrote it down and things. I actually wrote lyrics for lyric. 
that's how I started off. Because when I started, like, I couldn't stay on a beat. And it took, like, years of practice to get finally get to that stage. Like, last year, I took a break from making my own music to just do, like, karaoke. Nice. There's this app called, I forgot this app. I think it's called Smule or something, where you, like, can do karaoke over other people's uh, songs. Mm. So what I did was... I copy their flow, their rhythm. And like, I know a lot of comedians, some comedians do this. They like copy other comedians jokes mm. and like they phrase it how their favorite comedian says it. And with music, it's much easier because there's always cover songs that people do or, and things like that. So by doing that, you like get into the flow of things. And then once I get into, so like if I had to do like Tyler, the creator, I have to do one of his songs. Like, his flow is so specific to what he does. And then you do maybe a Jay-Z song. And now sure. you take that and merge it into... And you create a whole nother type of song. Because, like, hip-hop hip hop is, like... I think Kanye West was saying this. Like, hip-hop is, like... You should look at it like how you look at the NBA. Like, Michael Jordan was good at this specific thing and then you get kobe bryant who does this and then um stephen curry so like if you take hip-hop and then you merge it to create your own kind of flow your own and then in hip-hop it's so diverse that there's no real genre to anything anymore sure like it's become its own thing and it's only like about like 40 years old like it was created like in the late 70s or something and that's like the mainstream music right now. Like we are talking about how uh, on the other podcast, how rock was like 10 years back, rock was the thing. And now hip hop has taken over. So by doing that, like you create a whole new genre in a way. But going back to my creative process, um, yeah, I wrote down anime goal. I wrote the lyrics and things. But the other day, I think... Was it, some, it was like last week or something? It's the 12th of November. Mm. Yeah, the 12th. I remember because I saved it. Yeah, I started freestyling again on Tantu's beats again. And like, it just happened that I just switched on and started just freestyling and things on a beat. I didn't think anything would come out of it, but I created like a mad song that, like, it's not, it's hip hop, but. It sounds something else. I want to release that next, like cool. next month, Christmas month, that hopefully it can blow up. I know music is like really hard because everyone does music these days. It's really hard to blow up. But like, that is like quite a unique sound that I, I think I created. Like, I might have invented my own sound over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, I love I love talking about the you know creative process with people, and I really like what you said there about like you know because I do. It's funny you mention it because I do a lot of karaoke practice as well for similar reasons. I I never really pieced it together like how you just articulated though. As far as yeah, you're basically assuming somebody else's style because you're gonna of course you're going to try and emulate their style if you're gonna do a true cover of of their uh, way of doing it. So I never really, you know, thought of it like that. I just did it because it's a good war vocal warm up. But the way that you mentioned it, dude, that's like, that's genius. Like, cause that'll get you almost inside the artist's head 
and seeing what their process was and how their cadence is and their delivery. And then all of a sudden you can kind of, like you say, combine it with other different, uh, you know, styles and all that. So man, super great insight. So thanks for sharing that. That's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Like nowadays, like whenever I do something new, I want to learn from it. So even when I like choose a movie to watch, I want to learn from this movie, mm. whatever it is. Maybe it's the acting, maybe it's the storyline, maybe it's the editing. I want to learn from it. I don't want to just like watch any old movie just for the sake of it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like whatever you like, because that's what art is in a way. You're meant to be inspired by art. Like art was created. Like if you think of martial arts, especially like martial arts is its own art form. Someone like 5,000 years ago or whatever started something that they started doing some movement that people copied and emulated and it got trans, it like it transported from generation to generation to generation. And it's here now. And we practicing something that someone a thousand years ago originated out of who knows what. Oh, completely. No, that's yeah, super cool to think that you're right. And it's, um, yeah, absolutely. It's like almost our interpretations of things that have come before us. And that kind of leads me to my next question. Like you're talking about, you know, you're almost inventing a style or you're creating a style. I know you're a big, you have a big, uh, you know, respect for, the lineage of different things like we've talked about filmmaking even pro athletes you gave kind of the the breakdown of the history of like hip-hop being in the grand scheme of things pretty new like when you're talking 40 years of human history that's a drop in the bucket right compared to some other um you know music uh, genres and such how would you describe your music if you were to do the subgenre? obviously you're doing you know some hip-hop or club do you have a specific uh, like subgenre that you're that you feel that you fall under, or like uh, do you have a if you were like you say if you're creating your own style, what would you uh, what would you name your style or or call your style if somebody were to uh, to ask you about it? Uh, I think it's too early to say. Eh? <laughs> like I'm just starting off. Like I'm not even at the level. Like you see, J Cole, like it. It took 10 years for J. Cole to actually become J. Cole. Mm. I'm still finding myself, like, I cannot say, like, ask me that question maybe in 10 years' time. Sure. I can give you maybe a more definitive answer, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I respect yeah. that. I respect that. So you're still kind of finding your way. That's super cool. I really like the idea that you're doing the, uh, like, the two, two uh, songs a month. And then you have, like, the cohesive piece at the end. You have the end goal in mind, and you're basically... It seems like a good way to kind of stay in, you know, get inspired, stay inspired. You have some goals, some deadlines or countdowns, however you want to look at it. And then you have an end goal in mind and it's, you know, let's say close to maybe, well, I guess it'd be three or four, yeah, three months from now. So, uh, super cool. What do you, how do you feel, uh, as far as like having a countdown or I guess a deadline you got February 20th circled on the calendar, how does that affect your creativity in any way if it does or does it is it more so in the background is like in urgency uh is it a motivator how do you use that february 20th as a point of inspiration aside from the obvious you know as tribute to your brother as far as the creativity side of things how does that affect you well um so 
So far, it's just been in my head, uh, and you're the first person I'm telling it to, and I'm telling it to you on this public platform. So now it's actually set in stone. <laughs> so now it becomes yeah. real. That's <laughs> like, right. Right now, it just became real. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> That's awesome. But um, the song has the songs have already been made. It just needs to now be mastered and oh, okay. uh, mixed and things. I got you. So there's not real pressure on that. But um, those songs are like really sentimental. Mm. So it might not like relate to everyone, but I know the market it would relate to. Like, mm. I, I don't know if you know of Juice World. No. Um, he was, Juice World was uh, a rapper. He was like, he was quite young. I think he was like 22 and when he died. He, like, he, was, he just, wow. in two years, he like blew up like became like one of the biggest rappers in the industry in just two years. And he ended up um, uh, passing away from a drug overdose. Apparently he had um, drug, uh, like he had drugs on a plane and then the um, pilot called in the police. And uh, so he wanted to hide these drugs and he swallowed it. And then he overdosed on that. But his music was like, very like you could see he was depressed like he was in pain mm. like when he was like making the music that he made and during that time like that was a, so i don't like going to therapy and things i like i've tried that before and things mm. but it does not work like art, art like producing music making art is it's is my way of like expressing my emotions and like going through this grieving process. So that whole song, like I put my, like some of the songs, it's not even from my perspective. It's like, I put myself in my brother's shoes. Like mm. I'm thinking in his mind when I'm making the music. Right. So yeah, like that, that EP is like very specific. I don't think it could be replicated again. No, from me, yeah. No, that totally, yeah, totally makes sense. It's a man, super cool. It's gonna have like you know. I think it's. Uh, have you felt? I don't know how like spiritual you are, but have you felt? Uh, you know that your brother has been, you know, uh, present or sort of with you. Uh, you know, as involved as you are getting in in some of this content, as far as you know, putting yourself in his shoes. Do you, do you, uh, again, not to speculate on your, any kind of spirituality on your side of things, but uh, is there anything like that going on during this process? Oh uh, well, not while I was making the music. Like while I was in that space, it was just me. Hmm. But like my brother, like. While he was missing, I think even after like we found out that he had passed away, he appeared in my dreams. And even like, I think it was like a few days ago, like last week, I was, I was just, I think I was telling my mom, like, I see him in my dreams. And it's like, it's like back, it's like he never left. It's just like, we go through life, like in the dreams, like we're sitting in the car, just talking, or we're like going somewhere and stuff. Like he appears in my dreams and it's like, He's never left. It's like he's just there. Maybe it's like, because like, I, I personally think that if it wasn't for him, I'd be a totally different person. Mm. Like he's, his influence in my life was like so big that I would have been a totally different person. Like 
I probably wouldn't be speaking to you right now. I might not have. I'm, I who knows? Like, I who knows where I could be? Like, yeah, that's interesting, man. Like I have, yeah, yeah. Like I have niece and nieces and nephews, and I look at their lives, and they don't have like someone like him, or they don't have him, and their lives are totally different to mine. It's like a whole. Like if you, I don't know if you're into like parallel worlds and stuff. Oh yeah. But I guess in a spiritual way, like you could see that. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, without a person or with a person or like certain decisions, like it just splits into different parts, and like yeah. it was so easy just for one, one decision to create that part. Even like with his death, like one decision, and he could still be alive right now. For he sure. was involved in an accident. Wow. So. Yeah, so like one one tiny thing could just split out to like a thousand different possibilities. It's crazy to think, eh? Like when you really think, well, you're completely right. Like it's it's and that's just life. That's life. You could think back to literally, like you say, one small choice, and yeah, the the difference that it would have completely made. But that's super cool. And thanks for sharing that. You know that he's still showing up with you. So you feel, I mean. Obviously, it's complex when you're dealing with the, the loss of somebody, but you you feel this presence that he's still in your life is like you say, like, especially whether he's visiting you in uh, the dream realm, that he's still still with you. He's still a part of your life. Then, yeah, I don't feel it in like the real world. Like it's weird. Like I like like I never cried like when he first passed away and things like. I express my grief way different to everyone. I think I was like concerned with like the family and like taking care of them, like during that time. But like, even after that past, like it doesn't, it didn't really like hit, it's, but it, like, it didn't really hit, but like he's there in the dream realm. It's yeah, right. weird. Like, and it doesn't happen all the time. It just like, I remember there's this, um, what was it called? Um, I forgot what it's called. ruins uh, is like this Norse kind of thing. So like when you passed away, there's this uh, runic spell that you put like, uh, so like I was in, I was just like getting into that stuff. Mm. So there's a specific runic uh, formula kind of thing that you put like, say you want answers. So he was uh, missing during that time. So I actually wrote down these ruins and I put it be, uh, under my pillow when I slept because they say that that's what you have to do and your the answers will appear in your sleep. Cool. So I did that. I did that. And during those nights, all it was was black. Like there was no answer. Like I didn't dream anything. There was just black. That meant there was like no answers because he was probably, he was already dead for like during oh, that time. Oh yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, yeah. And it, that, that shit was deep, like runic and stuff like you don't like when you get into those stuff you don't want you 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 like half in it like you're not totally convinced of stuff like that sure. like you don't like and then it comes to the point where you like it's either it's real or you're crazy and like <laughs> you wanted to like decipher which one is actually better because like if it's real it's equally as crazy like sure. then that means like the world is something else and if you're crazy that's okay 
like that doesn't mean all that shit, that deep stuff, but then it also means you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that's, yeah, definitely a different outlook on it. I, I know what you mean, though. There's always going to be like a you know a degree of skepticism with, with types of things, things that you can't tangibly, you know what I mean, understand 100% as a human. There's always going to be that shred of, of skepticism. So then, yeah, exactly. It kind of comes down to, okay, are you going to, yeah, exactly. Are you going to decide uh, for yourself that you're, you're crazy or is it? Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's funny how you mentioned that. So super cool, man. I I'm glad. Thanks for sharing all that stuff with us. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm super stoked to, to, you know, to listen to all this music that's going to come out and what a, what a great cause it is for. Do you have any plans to, uh, to do any kind of like, you know, a Facebook live or YouTube live? Are you going to do any kind of performance pieces that go along with his music videos, anything else like that, uh, before the February 20th, uh, EP release? I haven't actually thought of it yet. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to do a music video and stuff, but also, uh, production for doing that and like being a director and things like I look, I see everything now and I see the cost that goes into it, like how to direct it and stuff. So <laughs> maybe not right away yeah. that will happen. Like I already had like the idea for the anime music video in my head. Like I was just thinking like, if I had to make a music video, how would it be? And like, I saw how, I saw how it could play out. Like I had the storyboards and stuff in my mind, Cool, but maybe not right now, maybe in the next year or so. I can do do that, but not at the moment. Nothing planned at the I moment. did, yeah, I did do a freestyle that I just put out on my Instagram page today, but that was just like on a separate note. But it was a part of um, what I call Neasy Season, which is, yeah, so I'm looking at it as if it was a season, like a sports season that cool. you're going into, or a TV show season that, and a season is three months, so three months to put out two tracks a month until the big EP. Dude, that's super cool. Again, yeah, yeah I like it. You've always got a, a unique uh, way of framing things that I, I really have a lot of respect for. I love that. I've never heard of somebody, uh, you know, combining almost like a sport, kind of, you know, like you say, a season or like <laughs> even like a TV or, or a TV season as far as like applying it to music. So literally, that's the first time I've heard of that. And that's super cool, dude. I, I love it. I love it. No, you, uh, yeah, dude, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Uh, like, yeah, definitely enter the muse, check out the podcast, Nick Hale Entertainment, actor, aw I should say award-winning actor. I got to say that before you say actor now. <laughs> so congrats again, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Filmmaker, you know, and you got some, uh, some music. So we're going to play the first single off of, uh, you know, your upcoming EP. Uh, anything else you want to share with us today, Nick? Where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is at real underscore Nick Hill. It's at R-E-A-L underscore N-I-C-K-H-A-I-L. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, Nick Hill Entertainment. Yes. Okay. And I'll link that in the show notes. And I will also link, awesome. uh, I'll also link the, uh, the single there as well. And of course we're going to play it right away here and dude, thanks. We'll keep in touch. Uh, let's, I want to, uh, I want to have you back on. Uh, in February, like in around that February 20th deadline uh, and uh, see how everything kind of panned out for you. And we'll, we'll, uh, I'd love to have you back on, dude. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on your show, Matt. Oh, my it pleasure. It's a pleasure being on You know, this is going to be a classic. She stretches and I feel like I'm Mr. Fantastic. 
And damn your ass be like Miss Elastics I'm a fan of fast pussy rides and it's incredible All of you guys dug you and it's not intentional Why you like a drug, you like fentanyl And the mass envision her like an invisible woman They say it's riskable, guess that they may rape her And let the mass debate her They like, she's fine, but she's mine I take her to dine, but I'm so ambitious It's time to shine, I want all of these bitches But I'm a real man though, I can't go around and be a man ho Don't call a hoe, don't call a hoe, no homo But my bae is gay, she's a lesbian And I'm a thespian, take a reality check This is perfect, let's change the subject This is my project I took the same tip that got logic out of the squares We can all get depressed It's not a reason to be oppressed We all know that TRC never got anyone to confess This ain't truth, it's a view, take no offense Back on the mattress is a mistress Me and death are friends Did I mention she's on my bed? Used to be in detention like Parker with no net And it's like I'm another dimension Watch what you mention, be a motherfucker with no head Back to the girl, she's a lesbian She's a lesbian, I'm a thespian we cosplay, we do Marvel shit, we do fantasy shit, we do Alice in Wonderland shit Oh, 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 get an anime girl, get an anime girl, make a twirl, make a twirl She's the one who's in demand, does she know who I am? Do I have stands calling people as? She says I am her man, I just want best as I was playing with nothing to lose and everything to gain Like Walter White, I won Like Gandalf, I was reborn Write a letter to a letter, me so I'm not torn Right now it's cheers, the face of freaking beers Too late, age of 22, the year of the greatest ever But watch how you celebrate If they don't understand, they fear You know your fate, hold on and steer Shut them gates, they may try to take everything that you hold dear But they won't, cause I'm at the top, the gun You won't stop the fun I'm not a one and done I'm just jogging, I never even started to run And I'm talking while I'm walking Caught in the storm, I'm Thor, they love And I bring the thunder, the one I'm shocking Visioning like hawking, visions of ability That they are stalking, they step into my phone, not talking I'm a man